Welcome to My Best Friend's an Engineer, the podcast where we spill the tea on being women in STEM. I'm Libby, a Milwaukee-based project engineer and a 2019 mechanical engineer graduate from Miami University. And I'm Lexi, a Chicago-based validation engineer and a 2020 chemical engineer graduate from Miami University working in the medical device industry. We're best friends who met in college while getting our engineering degrees. Tune in to catch discussions with women in a variety of male-dominated industries, candid conversations around our careers, and chats about being girly girls in STEM. If you're looking to develop your professional career skills and connect with a community full of women in STEM, then this is the podcast for you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to our third and final episode of our LinkedIn series. Today, we're giving you our final thoughts on all things LinkedIn. But before we get into it, Lexi, how has your week been? We have literally not catched up in like weeks. So tell us the team. I know. (laughs) I know. Okay. So not too much, not too crazy. Um, Work has been super busy lately, which I don't know. Like I said, everyone starts really slow and then boom, very busy. But I talked about the mentor situation, mentor-mentee situation that I talked to my boss about, told him I kind of wanted to take a step towards that management route. And I thought a good way to do that would be acting as a mentor to someone. And I just got a meeting set up (gasps) actually today with my mentee. Oh my gosh! So I I know, it was very fast. I, I was trying to remember if it was the last episode or the episode before where I actually told, like, mentioned this is this is what I want to do I'm putting it out there so yeah we got the meeting set up it's Friday <gasps> so I'm not I'm not sure how much I will like talk about it yeah. just because like you know have that little confidentiality aspect of it but what I'm thinking so far is you know set it up see what her goals are see what she wants to get from this situation because we're on different teams so you know does she want to learn about validation does she want to learn about my experience at my company mm-hmm. specifically and industry in general. So that's what I'm envisioning for the first meeting. Yeah. I think, you know, I just wanted to add that in because I think it'd be helpful for other people who are maybe going through a similar thing or maybe they're, you know, going to be a mentee and they don't know what to expect. So this is my thought. But because I got the meeting set up today, I need to go get some books off of Amazon on how to be a mentor. I got to prep. I got to listen to the podcasts. And it's funny because I was in the Women's Resource Group mentorship um, launch program. So I kind of know what books and what podcasts and what resources they kind of send out to their, um, mentee mentor pairings. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to totally just leech off of that and pull them and say, give me all the knowledge, but that's exciting. So that was, that's kind of my big update, uh, work-wise. And my other update is I, this is just a little pat on my back. I have been going to Pilates so consistently. I think I went the last five days in a row. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling so Five strong. days in a row. Wait, is Pilates the one where you're like <laughs> yes. on a table and there's like cables and pulleys everywhere? Yes. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's, intimidating yeah. to me. It was, it's so intimidating. It's, yeah. But I don't know. It just hit me. I was like, okay, summer's coming. I want to feel better. You know, Hot I want to feel a little bit stronger. Hot girl summer. And I am just shocked that I actually went. I mean, today I took off because we were recording, mm-hmm. of course. But I, that's my little personal update. Oh my I gosh. am so proud. I'm like, wow, look at me. Because I just, I like I said before, with all these workout goals that you always make, I think Pilates has been the only thing I can stick to because it's very low intensity. I see people going to Orange Theory every single morning. No. 
Props Mm-mm. to you. Props couldn't, to you if you're an orange theory girly. Be because I would pass out two days in a row. I'm done. But Pilates is the type of workout where I feel like you get out what you put yeah. in. So if one day I'm really feeling not too great, you know, you can just lay there. I'm the little, little reformer. I feel like <laughs> I that's how lay. I am with like my hot yoga. Like if I don't want to really have yeah. an intense day, I can just grab the one pounders. But like if I want an intense yeah. day, it's like, oh, I'll do more weight. Yeah. So part of Pilates, there's, you know, they say squeeze, squeeze your muscles, squeeze whatever aspect you're working. I don't have to squeeze. They don't know if I'm squeezing or not. I can just look like I'm in pain and they think I'm squeezing and they won't say anything. So I can just lay there. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of in shock that I went so many days in a row. So that's kind of why everyone's like, what is this update? It is an update for me. No, I love so it. That is my update. But you know, I know Pilates is, is amazing and so riveting and such a crazy update. But what is going on with you? We got a big one. Okay, okay. Big update on on Libby's end. You guys, my tea of the week is the biggest tea of the week that I will probably ever announce on this podcast. And that's that I get engaged. Round of applause. I don't know how this sounds on the mic. I'm going to be a wifey, bitches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, tell us, give us a rundown. Okay. What are you feeling? Yes. How did it happen? I was not give, expecting give this. Give us the tea. I, like, Brett and I, okay, so Brett and I have been dating for three and a half years, and we went to the same, like, middle school and elementary school, so we've known each other since, like, sixth grade, but then, like, high school, he was the high school quarterback. I was, like, the girl who was in all the art classes who ate lunch in the bathroom stall, like, very different. <laughs> Very different social circles. And then I went to college and I stopped being so weird. And instead I became a different kind of weird and just became an engineer. A different type of weird. But anyway, so then after we both graduated, we like were, we played in a softball league together. And after the softball league, we would all go to this one like local bar. There's literally only like one local bar in our hometown. And I was telling him about being an engineer and like that's how we hit it off. We like spent hours talking about that at the bar, like about my job and like talking about your new weirdness. Yeah, right. You're like I'm this kind the of weird interesting now. weirdness. So then like after that, so then we start dating. This is in twenty nineteen. And so then he proposes a couple weekends ago, two weekends ago on Sunday, and I was not expecting it because your homegirl had been anticipating it for quite some time now, and he had disappointed me a few times where I was like like Christmas, I told you, Lexi. I was like, Yeah, can you please tell me that? I was can like, Christmas, it's going to happen. You guys, you can't blame me. Like, I was not being a cycle girlfriend. Penny, my sister, asked me to get my nails done. I was going to do crazy Christmas colors, and she said, I think you should stick to neutrals. You'll thank me later. What the fuck else was I supposed to think? Like, come it, yeah, on. That is, that, that is, is like a, just right then and a there. Telltale yeah. sign. And then, for Christmas Eve at his mom's house, he bought me a white sweater and said, I really want you to wear this. Okay, come on. Come on, people. I really thought this was going to happen. Did not happen. So then it happens two weekends ago. Um, we booked or he booked a trip to Chicago and on we went Saturday, Sunday, Saturday night. We went out to this really nice restaurant. I'll have to pull up the um, name later and ask you if you've ever been there. It was really good. It was, like, close to Michigan Avenue. Um, it was, like, in an old, like, firehouse. I don't know if that, like, rings a bell with you. But there was, it was really cool. There was this item on the menu that was, like, 
dinner for two and it included a bottle of wine, appetizers, soups, and like a meal. So like we didn't pick anything out. Like he was just like, we'll have the dinner mm-hmm. for two. So I like, I didn't know it was coming. Like I had no idea what was okay. on the menu. That's nice though. That's like, that's kind of, that's kind of, um, okay, but no, I won't bring it up. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say the omakase, the omakase thing, but I'm like, well, this is your I've story. Never, this is, I've never you know like, I've... done anything like that. So I didn't know what to expect. So Mm-hmm. Penny was like, oh, it's definitely happening tonight. Like, he took you out to a nice dinner. He didn't tell you it was coming. I wore, like, a really cute outfit. But then it mm-hmm. didn't happen. And then my sister... Penny is just playing I you. Know. I was like, girl. <laughs> she's like, let's see what we can get out of her. I was like, she's like, oh, do you think it's happening this weekend? And I was like, well, no, it didn't happen at dinner. Like, it's definitely not happening. And then Sunday mm-hmm. morning, we got up early. And we went to the all-you-can-eat breakfast because... Love. Why wouldn't we? We were in a hotel on Michigan Avenue. Like, the queen has stayed at this hotel. Like, obviously, we were going to go to their (laughs) all-you-can-eat breakfast. Yes. That's amazing. And it was... So, at the breakfast, I'm, like, eating a bunch of Lucky Charms, and my mouth was turning blue. And I was like, should I get another bowl? (laughs) (laughs) You're like you're, you're like eating and you're like expecting a ring to be in a bite. No, I'm like, did you I'm, on the like cake? I'm like I'm like bowl number three. My mouth is blue. Brett's yeah. like I think you should hold off on the lucky charms. I'm like why? I love the cereal. Why should I stop eating? <laughs> I'm in an all you can you can eat buffet. I'm gonna have my lucky charms. I was like I'm gonna have five bowls of these lucky charms. So I'm like okay, I'll stop eating them. We get coffee. And we went on a little walk. It's like 10 a.m. at this point. And we were walking to the Field Museum. So we're walking like on the lake path, like going to the Field Museum, like by the aquarium and stuff like that. And we stopped at a bench and we were like watching the little ducks because the ducks were on their feeding time and they'd like go down in the water and then they like maybe like 20 seconds and then they like zoom out on the other side and be like, oh, there's the other one. Like it popped up. <laughs> we're just like sitting watching <laughs> the ducks. And like. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know anything was going on. I didn't, okay? I like to talk. That's why we have a podcast. He was being quiet, but I was like, just like, like, this is just me. Like, this is just our relationship. Like, he's the quiet one. I'm the talkative one. Well, apparently, he was watching the people running because everyone was on their Sunday run. So everybody was, like, running in front of us on the bench. And he was like, he told me after the fact that he got really stressed out because there was no break in the runners and he didn't want to propose in front of, like, running people. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, apparently then there's a break and we get up and we're like, I'm like, okay, come on, let's go to the museum. And he was like, I took a picture. I, like, stepped behind him to take a picture and then, like, I went back in line with him and then he stepped behind me and I was like, what's going on? And he was like... I have something of yours that I've been holding on to for a little bit and I want to finally give it to you. And then he gets down on one knee and then I blacked out so I couldn't tell you what happened. I, <laughs> I, said, I think I said yes. <laughs> I, think I asked him after, like a couple days ago, I was like, did I actually say yes or was I just crying? And he's like, well, you were crying, but you also did say yes. I'm like, okay, good. You're like nodding your head. You're like, <laughs> I was like, what? So I, I, I blacked out a little bit. It was a little bit shocking, but yeah, that's how he did it. And one thing I will give him props for on the podcast is that because we do like social media and we do the podcast and stuff, he was really worried that like he would put a lot of pressure on me if he like made it a big to do and like had a video and like photos and stuff. 
he was like, I just wanted this to be like just us. Like I didn't want it to be like a photo op, like that mm-hmm. you would make a TikTok out of or anything. He's like, I just wanted it to be just us. So he didn't have like any photographers or videographers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we asked somebody after the fact, so I could take a picture and I was like, I saw some girl that like looked our age and I was like, he just proposed to me, like, can you take our picture? And the girl definitely understood the assignment. She was like taking all the angles. She was like giving me tips on how to pose. I was like, oh, thank you. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love, he's like, no content, no content out of this. He's like, you don't get content. But I love that. I kind of love that. Oh, I kind of like that. And like, okay, the, the only like complaint I told him was like, I, the only reason I wish there was a video. The only complaint I told him. <laughs> the only, the only <laughs> feedback, feedback that I have for you. The only feedback is that I want the video, but like catch 22, I want the video just so I can stare at the video. But like then I would mm-hmm. be even more distracted than I already am because now that we're engaged, like all I'm doing is like brainstorming ideas for weddings like you thought I got distracted by like making canva reel covers for the podcast oh just wait and see till you see my wedding weekend powerpoint that I've created (laughs) I I can't wait it's gonna be awesome so yeah that's my tea of the week it's very exciting best tea of the week I will ever have I can't believe we're actually engaged. I'm so excited. And we keep being like, I keep being like, hey, fiance. And he keeps being like, hey, fiance. And I'm like, mm. I'm milking it. I'm totally milking it. I love it. Congratulations. I've said so many times that I'm so happy for you both. I and I can't wait to see the spreadsheets. Oh That's all I got to say. I can't wait. I'm ready to share with you guys because I've already made a guest list yes. spreadsheet that automatically calculates the amount of people based on the columns of the names that you put in. Oh, it's divine. It's my dream. It's divine. You can make a whole series on it on TikTok. I know. People would eat that up. And it's so funny because, like, there are... I work with about, I think, six, five or six different women. And one of them has already gotten married. And I was telling her about this. And she was like, oh, I made a whole Microsoft project. Like, I did a schedule for my vendors. And, like, I laid out the whole year and a half. And I was like, oh, I might have to do that. We're like bonding yeah. over this. Well, people, yeah. Well, people pay wedding planners, and mm-hmm. it's just the costs and what goes into a wedding is insane. Now that I'm older and actually paying attention to all this stuff, there's actually I'll send it to you after we record. There is an Instagram account that says what is the budget for a 100 person wedding in like Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois, or what is the budget for a 150 person wedding in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And it gives us all these different locations and it gives you how much <gasps> they paid. And it's so interesting. And it's also scary because like some of them are insane. insane. Like cost of a house. Over a hundred thousand. Literally like, cost of a house. What do you, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean a hundred thousand dollars? Like that is You're like, you mean a hundred dollars? I'm like, I'm going to be paying off my wedding longer than I'm that my I wedding. know, right? Well, clearly, yeah. I know. I feel like the wedding industry can get so crazy. I was talking to, actually, we hired like a new person who was also a project engineer under my manager. I was talking to him because he is getting married in June and they're having an eight person wedding, just eight people. Okay. And so it's him and his fiance and then their families and they rented an Airbnb and hired a private chef for the weekend. So, like, that's what they're doing. Ooh. And I'm like, wait, they're eating that's good. so cool. He's like, yeah, like, 
I mean, it's not like a cheap weekend, but like we could be spending like five times the price for like a huge wedding or we could just do something really intimate with like a private chef. And I'm like, mm, you bougie, private chef. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's just more intimate. Mm-hmm. You have the closest people in your life. Right. You know, I love that. You know, I, it's something you have to consider. It's very hard line. You know, do you want to keep it intimate or do you want a huge wedding? Have everyone in your life join. Either way, it's going to be fun. So. I know. No, I'm not. I'm not that at that point in my life, but I'll just, I'll just keep an eye out on how you're doing with everything. I'll I'll take, yeah. Well, it's so interesting because like, I totally thought we were going to have like a small, small wedding, like just family only. And Mm -hmm. It's so funny because Brett, like, is really excited. Like, he wants to have a really big wedding. But, like, he didn't, like, when we had talked about it before we had gotten engaged, it was, we were both like, oh, yeah, we'll just do something small. But now that we're mm-hmm. engaged, he's like, oh, we need to invite yeah. this person, then this person, this person, this yeah, person. Yeah, you're this probably person. so excited, like, talking about yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. And so, it'll be interesting. I think what our strategy is, is we are just doing, like, everybody that we could possibly think of and then, like, separating them into categories and then, like doing a a cap on the number per category and then if there's too many people in one category we're kind of like whittling it down from there Mm -hmm. so very analytical approach but I think it will work well yeah it's necessary it is necessary analytical but necessary see this is where you can use all your project management skills I know I'm like oh my god we need deadlines we need due dates we need lead times we need costs we need contingencies we need check marks (laughs) check little check boxes you're like done I, done with the i text my mom i'm like can we get this by eod she's like what's eod i'm like end of day woman get it together that is so funny <laughs> amazing well that was i love that update i know personally. i think that's our best tea of the week that i've ever given but without further ado i think we can get into your guys's tea of the week because you guys always send in amazing tea of the week If you want to be involved in this segment and let us know what's going on in your life, follow us on Instagram. We'll post question boxes before our episodes to get your highs, lows, and drama of the week. But Lexi, what is your tea of the week? Yes. Okay, so this person said, I'm interviewing for a new job and want to quit my current job so badly, but I can't tell any coworkers. That's okay, because you can tell us. Exactly. And you can do so on our Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little plug there <laughs> i think that is yeah i know. <laughs> always gotta throw it in but i think that is the most frustrating situation so when i left my first job it was I, I mean i did end up telling some coworkers, but it was very difficult to figure out who i could tell that wouldn't tell our manager yeah you know and i i totally understand what you're going through so just keep applying if you don't feel comfortable telling anyone, keep your mouth shut. That's my that's my advice. Mm. If you can't if you're unsure, you shouldn't trust them. I feel like I I think when I recently changed jobs almost a year ago now, oh my god. Um I didn't tell anybody at work and then it, I felt kind of awkward because then when I did leave, everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, ha, yeah, ha, ha. they're all shocked." Yeah. I feel like I was smiling in every meeting. I was so happy I my little jobs. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm over it. It you know what? It's your life. Fuck them. Yes. <laughs> That's a matter. All right, what do you okay, have? Right, right. What do you have this week? Um, Christina wrote in that her department is going to a top golf like place this week for a team bonding. That sounds super cool. I wanted to read this one because my company, I work in a suburb of Milwaukee, and we 
got our group got appointed to move to downtown Milwaukee. So actually today, Ooh. I know today I worked from the downtown office and then we did like some team bonding at lunch. And so yeah, that's why I wanted to read this one off. That sounds super fun. I used to think team bonding was overrated, but now that I've worked at a company that prioritizes team bonding, I, I approve of it every once in a while. I approve of this message. Mm-hmm. Yes, if it's done well, you know, it could be really enjoyable yeah. and really beneficial for the whole team. But if it's done poorly, it just doesn't help yeah. any anyone in that situation. It's just, a, like you said, it kind of is just like a, to- a chore. Yeah. One time I went to a Top Golf. I was on a work trip and it was me and one guy. And we went to a Top Golf because we like had time to kill. And they thought we were on a date. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the worst most awkward situation. And literally yeah. the worst. And we were like, no, we're on a work trip. You're like, no, we make vacuums mm. together. This is my last. This is my last job. Oh, mm-hmm. you're like no, we just manage PowerPoints. Power PowerPoints. Power 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 we power manage PowerPoints. <laughs> no, but it was like mm. I work with steam turbines. So yeah, okay, cool. Tea of the week. If you guys like this podcast episode. Leave us a five-star rating and review, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, written reviews. We've gotten a few more recently. I love reading them, um, and they really help us out. So if you like the podcast, please go do that immediately. Immediate. Right now. Right now. Right now. We, will, we will pause. Are you? Why are you still listening? We will pause. We will let you go do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our final LinkedIn episode of our LinkedIn series. In this one, we're going to be focusing more on like LinkedIn activities and etiquette post-grad. So I want to start off this episode by asking you a question, Lexi, and that is, it's a very hot topic, it's a very hot question. Do you connect with coworkers while you're working with them or do you wait to change jobs before you connect with your coworkers? (laughs) So this one this is a loaded question, or maybe I'm just a long-winded. No, it, it is loaded. It is loaded. Maybe it's a bit of both, but I think um, that kind of depends. So one thing I wanted to touch on a little bit later is about LinkedIn being a social media platform, and about how we have a lot of LinkedIn creators, and they post a lot about their passions in in the workforce and outside of the workforce or workplace. So I think that depends. So if you're that type of person that is posting all this extra content on LinkedIn, you're not just using it to job search, I think you have to take a step back and think, am I okay with my coworkers seeing mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Or is this something that I wouldn't feel too comfortable if they brought it up in a work meeting? Yeah. So then if that's, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, I say keep it separate. I don't know. Don't add, you know, go out and actively connect with them but if you're you know just using it to job search i don't know why i don't see why you wouldn't you know i think it's yeah yeah (laughs) okay maybe it wasn't that long (laughs) maybe it wasn't that loaded no i'm like um, i'm like setting it up i'm like i have the most long response to this no it was like 30 seconds no it was good response i was (laughs) what do you think what would you do i was gonna say that i think that's a really good rule of thumb like if you aren't comfortable with your coworker bringing up a post in a meeting setting, then like, do you really want to, A, do you really want to post it? And B, do you really mm-hmm. want to connect with them? I think that's a good rule of thumb. 
Definitely. And okay, this is a funny story of regarding connecting with your coworkers. So there is a senior director level that connected or sent me a request to connect. He sent you and the request? I, yes, <gasps> he did. I probably liked something and then it popped up randomly. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me just connect. But he asked to connect and I saw it and then I kind of waited because it was actually during the work day. Because it pops up You're nervous. People, you're like, I don't want him to know that I'm a LinkedIn. Yeah. So, so I did not accept at that moment because I was at work. It was business hours. And I'm like, okay, I know that you sense it during business hours, but I can't be on my phone during business hours. So no, I'm going to wait. So funny. I forget. I forget about it. I forget about this invitation because I already oh, looked no. at it. It's weeks later. <gasps> I go back and I get another invitation. And then I see the previous one from the senior director level that I see on a weekly basis. I still haven't accepted. It's still Girl, sitting there. You're <laughs> Do you think now? I'm like, is it too late? It's oh. it's been months. It's been months. See, I feel what like LinkedIn plays these games with you because sometimes I go on LinkedIn and I'm just like in a social butterfly mood, and every single person that is requested to connect with me, I'm like, accept, 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 accept. But then there are other times when I go on LinkedIn and I'm like, hold up are you i do not know who you are it says you work in new york why do you think you're connecting with me i'm in wisconsin yes it's always interesting thinking about what from your profile made them want to connect with you yeah so, like how do you find especially me especially if they're yeah especially if they're not a recruiter which if they're a linkedin content creator which i'll touch on i get it they want to expand their network and all mm-hmm. that but there are some people who i'm i'm just confused i mean i'm like okay I'll, I'll connect i won't connect with the senior director i work with but i'll connect with you sir like <laughs> you can t- you can i can accept during lunch and work right? <laughs> you don't know i'm working yeah well i feel like there are kind of like two schools of thought with linkedin like i feel like there are definitely some people out there that are like, I'm going to connect with every single person that's my age because then that could give me a potential leg up in the future. Um, but kind of going back to like my original question, like, do you connect with people that you work with? I, I don't have a good answer. I think my answer entirely depends on my mood. I will say at my current company, I'm more likely to connect with someone that works at my company if you're not in my same department. But I feel like if I get a request to connect and you're in my same department, I probably will <laughs> postpone which, the connection. Yeah, which is interesting because I think that is not a very common thought. I think people would most would accept it, you know? Yeah. Because I think it's the worst to be left on read on LinkedIn. I am, I I'm so sad when I when that happens to me. I know. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about the senior director again. Now I'm a little nervous again. <laughs> what do you guys think I should do? Can you guys let me know? Please leave us a review and let Lexi <laughs> know what she should do. <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, I think that's a good way to start out this episode. That was a I good do, question. I know, right? I, I was kind of icebreaker. Because, you know, it's it seems like a very yes or no question, but again, I agree. It completely depends on mood. You Absolutely. Know? Sometimes I get a, a notification. And I'm like, no. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, yeah. Like when I left my first company, um, like that day I went and sent out a bunch of invitations because I was like, I was like, I don't want to lose these relationships. (laughs) But like while I was at the company, I was like, "Eh, I already have the job. Definitely. Yeah. That's probably not a good way to look at it. But 
I think that we can also get into, I know we touched on the last LinkedIn episode a little bit about like LinkedIn learning, but I think this is a good time to get into like the classes that are available to you post-grad and like the different certification type things that you can get on LinkedIn. So do you want to start us off with discussing that a little bit? Yes. So I got my premium membership after graduation when COVID started. They had all these deals. I still have it. I still have that COVID price. I will probably never get it. Yes, I love it. I love seeing who looks at my profile. It's a little weird sometimes, but it's it's very entertaining. So I did with that premium get LinkedIn learning. So I did a bunch of random classes. So it was I had no strategy to it. I had no intention really of putting anything on my profile, but you can. You can do these classes, you can get these certifications, you can make a post about it, and then it notifies your network. Um, But the classes I did were just very random. Some were related to validation, just on whenever a project or question would come up at work, and I would kind of want to get an answer. Some would be like how to start an app when I was really into my business phase. I was like, how do I start an app? Let me LinkedIn learn it. And so I had no strategy basically, but I did take a look at some class examples and kind of was looking at what our listeners would actually be interested in. So there is actually some, which I think you would be more familiar with, Six Sigma Greenbelt, like kind of the Six Sigma or like the lean manufacturing type courses. I think that would be really good in a manufacturing setting. Oh yeah. I don't know if you get the actual like... Six Sigma for certification. I think you have to do that through an outside organization. I'm not sure you might be a little bit more familiar with it, but they also have classes that, you know, one is titled project management, technical projects. Boom. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Then we have Excel data visualization, designing custom visualizations, which is something I think I would actually go back and look at now because Excel seems really easy, but knowing the data and how to present it, data aspect, I think yeah. that is really helpful. Yeah, okay, you? so I kind of feel like LinkedIn learning courses, if you bring up in an interview that you've taken LinkedIn learning courses, I feel like recruiters kind of don't give a shit yeah. if you word I, it I, in I that way, you know? But what I will say... Me agreeing you- <laughs> before you give your caveat. I'm like, I totally agree. And I'm like, oh, But crap. <laughs> I will say, like, how you can utilize LinkedIn Learning to your advantage in your career is pinpointing specific skills that you may want in a future career, in your current career, or in an industry that you want to pivot to that you don't currently have. Utilize LinkedIn to start gaining some of those skills. And then if a question comes up in an interview, like what would you do in this situation and you don't have any applicable work experience, you can say like, this is the work environment that I'm familiar with. Um, I know it's different from the question you've asked me. However, I have, um, you know, take Ben, uh, how would you word this? Like been proactive about trying to learn these new skills through LinkedIn learning. Um, I haven't been in like a working environment yet that I can excel and grow upon these skills, but that's why I'm interested in your company. Like I'd love to have the opportunity to expand upon those interests. Like that's where I think LinkedIn learning really comes in handy. And then also kind of like you said with the presentation type skills, I feel like in engineering school, 
presentation skills are not a thing. Like, obviously, you mm-hmm. need them. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, if you have a shitty presentation at, in engineering school, but all your calculations are correct and you get the right answer, you're going to get an A. But in the real world, if you're presenting to somebody who's a non-engineer or someone who's in a department that makes decisions but isn't an engineer and doesn't understand that language, you need to figure out a way to communicate with them. So that's where I feel like these types of courses really come in handy. Definitely. Going back to your comment about LinkedIn recruiters looking at these certifications and these classes and not really holding them to a high regard, I guess. I think, again, that's a good point. How you word it is very important. So I liked your point about, I don't, I haven't had the work or I haven't had the experience in the workplace necessarily, but I have been exposed to this topic yeah. through LinkedIn learning. Um, one thing that I definitely want to put a caveat and kind of aligns with that is don't claim yourself a pro after you have taken a LinkedIn learning class. You know, I did my little class. I'm not a pro at making an app. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pro at Tableau. You know, I haven't used it in a work setting. What else? Java, all these different softwares I would never claim that I'm a professional or that I'm maybe proficient in it yeah I would again like you said word it in a way I've been exposed to this yes through these outside courses but I'm looking forward to gaining that experience in a workplace setting you know yes but. and I will say like a real world application or real world example that I can bring to this is at my first job um Microsoft project to build schedules was a requirement of the role, but I interviewed telling them I had never worked with Microsoft project, kind of learned it on the job, signed up for LinkedIn learning, learning, found out that there was a class where I could learn how to use Microsoft project. And then I blocked off a week on my calendar just to do that class and like learn, um, learn the Microsoft project. And like, it was great. It was a great week, you know, like I didn't have too Mm -hmm. many meetings. I just got to sit down and learn. Granted, I will say like, I definitely have learned how to use that software way more with like on the job learning, but it was really cool to kind of like learn the basics. So kind of like you said with Java and stuff, I would say if you're listening and there's a software you're trying to break into, start to get that initial beginning, like those terminology and vocabulary terms down through these like LinkedIn learning classes. Okay, next I want to move on to LinkedIn live discussions. So I personally have never attended a LinkedIn live discussion but I have seen them on my profile before and I feel like it's probably the LinkedIn influencers who have shown me the way. But I'm curious, have you ever attended a LinkedIn live discussion? I have actually. And this was just one, it wasn't even technical. It was about the future of remote work. Dang. Just because I was curious about what other people are saying. You know, I'm sick and tired of my own thoughts. Let's hear what other people are thinking. (laughs) So I sat in, and this was the first time I had ever heard of a LinkedIn Live session. So I'm like, this is, you know, a fun topic. And it was so interesting to listen in on. So it was more of a webinar format. So you didn't, couldn't talk, couldn't show your video, but yeah. you could chat. Um, and I liked it. The guy was British that was talking. I loved listening to him. Mm. So, yeah. But actually, my friend who recruits in the cybersecurity and fintech world... We took a nice little walk Sunday and we were just talking about LinkedIn in general. And she was saying these LinkedIn live discussions are becoming more and more popular. Really? Yeah, that was, and that was kind of interesting to me. So that was the second time I ever heard of LinkedIn live. 
being mentioned. So it was once when I was in that little webinar about remote work and then another time with her talking about her experience as a recruiter. So it just it makes me curious because I'm like, what what technical LinkedIn Live sessions are there? You know? I wonder. So, okay, not that I've done a LinkedIn Live, but my company has brought in various speakers or like held various interactive discussions that you can sign up for. And I've only attended two because they get filled really quickly because they only allow the amount of people that can fit in the conference room, which is like nine to mm-hmm. 15 people. Oh, wow. But you gotta go fast. It's you like have Harry Styles. To. It, it, it's like so. Concert. It's so stressful. I like. I've only been able to sign up for two. But my point with that was that I really like being in these professional discussions because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of just like debating an intellectual topic with someone that you can kind of view as a peer almost. And I just think that it. I think it really um, furthers your soft skills, which really are important in the corporate world. So. What was one thing you learned from your LinkedIn Live? From my LinkedIn Live? Oh, gosh. I mean, just the basic. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. Nothing so they groundbreaking. Were saying, yeah, they were saying hybrid is the best way to go just because you need really? that FaceTime. Yeah, you need that FaceTime to progress, which I know that there are so many different thoughts. I think I agree. Honestly, mm-hmm. after working, I'm not completely remote, but I've had in, you know, the past few few weeks more remote time yeah I feel the difference I feel like yeah. okay you know I need that interact like am I losing these discussion skills I think the podcast really helps I don't know <laughs> wouldn't be you know talking too well if we didn't have our podcast and weren't doing this you know weekly but I'm thinking if I was remote I, there are days where I don't have to talk to anyone right right so now I kind of see the appeal of doing hybrid work and that was kind of what was discussed? I don't. I didn't learn anything too crazy. I learned that there were LinkedIn Lives. That's what I learned. That was I what you learned. LinkedIn Lives exist. Yeah. Okay. This is so random, but for some reason, I was kind of thinking about this today. So it's kind of funny we're talking about it now. But I was reflecting on how like my first job was with COVID, pretty much completely remote, and then this job has been pretty much completely in office, and I think I'm getting better at not being so reactive when someone disagrees with me. Like, I feel like, and and what I mean by that is when someone disagrees with me, I think because of being in person, I'm more curious because Mm -hmm. I'm more aware of like what my face says and I don't want to offend them. That instead of just being like, you're wrong or just going on mute and being on the other side of the camera, like, what the fuck? Like, instead of doing that, when that question is asked or something comes up that challenges me, I'm more like, oh, like, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Or what are the ways you think Mm -hmm. that? And so that is one thing that I've like kind of noticed with like the difference between the remote and the in-person. Definitely. I mean, you just, it just comes naturally after you, like you said, you're in person more often, which is something I think I need to work on again. You know, it's very easy to be reactive and to think right away. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, let me respond to this. Okay. Take a step back. If I were in person, how would I respond to this? Or what information do they have that I don't necessarily have access to? Or something like that. So that's what I think I really miss in the remote work. I, I think I just, you slowly lose those like etiquette points that you always keep in mind whenever you hang out or not hang out, hang out at work, whenever you go to <laughs> when work. You're chilling. When you're chilling. Yeah. When you're just chilling at the water cooler. <laughs> We're just booling. Just, just hanging, just hanging out. <gasps> what did you, so you said you've never done a LinkedIn live though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
I was okay. I'm just gonna ask you what you learned, but no, I'll you'll have to let us know. Yeah, stuff. you'll have to. No, let us because know. I I feel like I would really enjoy them because, like I said, I really like the um like di- like workplace themed discussions. Like, oh, one of the ones that I attended at my job that wasn't like a LinkedIn Live, but it seems like it may be kind of similar was we debated over lunch the different communication styles between a man and a woman. And it was really cool because we kind of like watched a little video and then had like a little small group discussion afterwards. And it was cool to hear the perspectives of other women from like other departments because I work, you know, we all work in such a male dominated Mm -hmm. industry. And I think the, the main themes or like main topics that this video brought up was that women are way less confrontational and rather than correcting you or telling you that you're wrong, a woman is more likely to ask a question, you know, to Mm -hmm. like try to get down to the bottom of it. Whereas a man is more likely to just be direct and be like, no, Mm -hmm. this is it. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think why these types of discussions are so valuable post-grad because now every time I'm in a discussion with a man and that happens, I kind of remember in the back of my head, like, okay, he's not saying this because he thinks I'm stupid. Like, this is literally how a man communicates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love these types of professional discussions too, because you get a different perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. and especially with remote remote work, being remote you just have your own thoughts unless you listen to podcasts and you're proactively trying to do that. Like just earlier with the comment you said, okay, LinkedIn recruiters don't think highly or don't highly regard those certifications or those classes. And I was like, yeah, right away. I agreed with you. But then Mm -hmm. you were like, but you can approach it a different way. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, groundbreaking. She's so right. So it just helps you. It helps. Yeah. It just helps you like, get a different opinion and look at things a different way. Yeah. I feel like another way that you can get that exposure on LinkedIn with like learning about new things and getting a new perspective is LinkedIn groups. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, okay. So I'm a, a part of a few LinkedIn groups. Um, I'm a part of, of course now it's blanking my mind, but Oh, ASME. Why would that blank my mind? <laughs> Four um, letters. I know what. A B C D. It is a society for mechanical engineers, and I like following that group because there are just different resources, or sometimes there will be different articles that are published, or like scientific publications of different mechanical engineers doing things in their respective fields, and I just think it's interesting and kind of how like people will read financial news to become more financially literate. I feel like groups on LinkedIn can kind of serve that same purpose where if there's something you want to learn more about, just join a LinkedIn group and then that information will start popping up on your feed. What do you think about that? A hundred percent. I love LinkedIn groups. So I am part of different pharma, biotech, life science groups. So I wrote down the name of one of them. It's Life Science Network, Pharma, Biotech, Medical, Healthcare, Clinical, Recruit, News, Events, and Jobs. So very long. But that's one group. That's one. That's literally one group oh, thing. Wow. Yeah. That's why wow. I had to write it down. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't remember that one. So basically it's the same group, four different iterations. So one is med devices, one is pharma, one is general, this one, you know, general life science. And they post articles, they post, you know, FDA Um, approvals that just came out they post jobs they you know people post hey i'm looking for a job 
can I talk to someone or connect? Uh, someone actually just recently posted, I'm looking for a new job. Can someone help me out by taking a look at my resume? So literally everything. I love these groups just because you get a variety of whatever people are feeling, which yeah. some people might not like. They might want something that's more specific. They might want something that's only jobs. I'm sure you can find that. I can just Google it or not Google it. LinkedIn search it. LinkedIn it. And then it'll, LinkedIn yeah, it. Yeah, LinkedIn it. Yeah. And then it'll pop up because they have, there are so many groups. Like I said, I am in essentially the same group, just four different iterations of that title. And I think LinkedIn groups are especially important to join if you're listening and you've only been at one job post-grad and you're maybe thinking about switching into a new industry. I didn't personally do this, but looking back, a lesson learned that I can share is look for a LinkedIn group in the new industry that you want to join and then post in the LinkedIn group, hey, is anybody willing to hop on a Zoom call? I'd love to learn more about your job or what skills that you use in your job or I'm come from a different industry. I'd love to speak with someone about my per- my skills and see if they're transferable to your specific industry. Like so many ways that you can utilize. I feel like LinkedIn groups are kind of like you get out what you put in. Like if you're looking yes. for a job. Like Pilates. Or you want, ex- like hot <laughs> yoga. Like if you, yeah. if you want your resume looked at, if you want to find a job, if you want to find a mentor, you're the one that is going to need to put yourself out there. Definitely. And I think when you post, hey, I'm looking for help. Can someone review my resume? Or can we hop on a quick call? People are more likely to comment. I would love to help. They're like we touched on the last episode. People the Benjamin Franklin effect. People love to help. Yes. And I think it's a much easier format when you post and then they come to you. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, one thing, of course, we got to touch on is the outreach outreach messages when you are using LinkedIn, but posting in these groups and asking for help is kind of a way to avoid that if you really are nervous about reaching out to someone specifically. And then I feel like, so if you were to make a post like that in one of these groups and someone were to comment being like, yeah, I'm really interested in helping you out. Feel free to message me. How do you approach that message? Like, what is your next step? How do you reach out to somebody that you've never even spoken to before? Good question. So, I mean, right off the bat, let's see if I can think on my toes. Mm-hmm. I would say I would reach out. I would connect with them. Clearly, if they responded to my message, yep, I would take that as a sign. So I would say, hi, thank you so much for responding to my post in this group. Um, here's a little bit of my background. You can mm-hmm. say, you know, I graduated three years ago with this degree. Uh, This is what I've been doing for the past three years and this is my goal. Yes. And then I would say, I would love to hear more about your specific experience with, you know, whatever job title, maybe it's a company, maybe it's the industry in general, like you said, it could be, you know, all those things. But again, like we touched on a little bit earlier in one of our other episodes, just give background and talk about your intentions. Yes. Yes, completely agree. Don't make the person guess who you're reaching out to. Like, oh, I wonder why they're reaching out. What is it that they need? Be straight to the point. Don't beat around the bush. Say, I'm looking for a job in X industry. You responded to my post. You know, like, here's my background. Let me know when you're available. 
Take Definitely. it and it just keep it casual. If they responded to yeah. a post, it's not it's not crazy. You can yeah. say, "Can I message you my questions? Would you prefer to hop on a call? What's, you, what's can you share your email? What's the format? Yeah, what's the format that you're looking to continue? You know? How do you prefer we to want communicate? To keep it, yeah, we want to keep it LinkedIn messages. Fine by me. Yep. Yep. Totally. Okay, I feel like that was a good way to cover a LinkedIn postgrad. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to share in this episode? Yes. Let's talk about LinkedIn as a social media platform. Mm. So we all see those memes. We all see those cringe LinkedIn posts that people give way too much detail about their personal life on this professional platform. But I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit because today... March 8th is when we're recording this International Women's Day. We had, or my company had Stephanie, I don't, I don't want to butcher her name, Stephanie Sword Williams, okay. um, who started um, F Being Humble is her company name. So it's all about self-promotion and how to approach promoting yourself, essentially, in a work setting. Ooh. And work setting kind of correlates with LinkedIn setting, Yep. since it's a professional platform. So one thing I wanted to talk about was just all these posts and these variety, this variety of posts that you see on LinkedIn. So you see people getting job offers, you see people getting laid off and looking for help. You see people posting the most random stuff about their morning routine that got messed up that day. And you're like, why is this even relevant? Yeah. Which is sometimes I'm, I'm wondering what their intention is. Um, so out of curiosity, have you ever done this personal post? No. What, what are your thoughts? What Never. Are, have you seen them? What, what you, Never. You posted something that you got a new job, though, and it got a crazy amount of likes. A crazy you were a little amount. LinkedIn creator. You I were was like 30,000, 50,000 likes. That was the are most I've serious? ever gotten on LinkedIn. Yes. Oh my it God, was I thought it was like 3,000. Nope. And I've, I had like really haven't opened LinkedIn since because I have <laughs> an overwhelming amount of connections. Oh my gosh. Connection okay. requests. But yeah. That, so that was from like a type of post that was like, I got a job offer. This is where I will be going. I will say like probably the ne- the closest thing to being personal that I've gotten on LinkedIn was I wrote a post about my first company and my, my two bosses that I had. And I didn't like tag them or I don't think I even mentioned their names. But I just said like, these two people really helped me start off my career on the right foot and I'm really appreciative to them. Like, it'll be really sad to leave this place or something like that. But never talked about my morning routine, never shared my pancake recipe. Can't say (laughs) I've ever shared like a picture of my working from home by the pool setting. Yeah, that's always one that you're like, "Hmm, are you sure? But um, I think, okay, I think you can. There are those weird posts, but I think you can use LinkedIn to your advantage. So one thing is showing off any technical skills that you've gained in the workplace. So maybe, or not even the workplace, maybe it's in a school setting too. Maybe you just got published and you want to post about that. Maybe you just got a new certification, PMP. You got three letters behind your name. Let's talk about that. Uh, What else can you post? Uh, If you do on like a side project... Like, I've definitely posted about the podcast before, being like, this is a podcast for women in STEM. We talk about Mm. all things career and engineering. Like, I feel like if you're, if it's something, if it's a project related to, I don't want to say STEM, because if you're listening and you're Mm -hmm. not a STEM person, but if it's a project related to what you do in industry, I feel like it's appropriate. Definitely. I think 
see personally I've never posted about the podcast and I was always thinking when am I going to put it on there because eventually I do want to put it on there but I guess it's just the intention of your LinkedIn like why are you posting yeah so for example it's these recruiters they post all the time because this is how they're going to reach other candidates and they post the most random things the polls uh, like I said, I was talking to my friend who's a recruiter in cybersecurity, FinTech. She posts every week and they have a LinkedIn creator mode that they that they put on, which kind of not sure necessarily how it works in the background behind it. But what I'm envisioning is that it just send LinkedIn just sends out your post. It knows that you're the type of person that's going to post consistently and it's going to get your profile out there for people to see. So a lot of recruiters have the LinkedIn creator or a lot of maybe freelancers as well. So regarding the side hustle though, it's going back to my previous comment of what do you want your coworkers to see yep. if you're connected with them? So right now I don't necessarily want to talk about the podcast too much in a yep. work setting because what if I got really, really close and t- gave too much detail of one work project and then I get fired? Like that is my biggest fear. <laughs> so you work at my company. I keep the, I, we reject all the information. I try so hard. So, but that is just my fear. So that's personally no, yeah. why I don't post, you know, on my personal LinkedIn. So I think that's, that's just a caveat. So side hustle, side projects, very good ideas to post about and good options. But are you okay with who you have as connections seeing that? Totally. And like at my last company, nobody knew that we did the podcast and I don't think I ever talked about it. Now my boss and our one-on-ones will be like, how's the podcast going? Like it's so if my, if I, if that, what, if that flow of communication wasn't open in my last job, I wouldn't like post about it. Mm -hmm. So totally agree with you. It's like, it all comes down to what are you comfortable talking to your coworkers about? Like if you do a personal project and you create an app and you would be really embarrassed for some reason to talk to your coworkers about it, think about that before you like yeah. posting. Although if you create an app, that's really badass and you should not be embarrassed about it. But that was the first scenario that came to my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And okay, so I won. I absolutely loved the talk we had. So this is leading kind of a little bit away from necessarily LinkedIn and just talking about self-promotion in general, but it'll it'll be quick. So Stephanie Sword-Williams came and spoke. I loved the talk. I absolutely loved it. I think it was the best talk that my company has ever Mm. provided us and put together. And it was just awesome. So she touched, I won't go into too much detail. I don't want to take her content away. You'll have to go check her out. She's at F being humble on Instagram. But one thing she straight up said was just get over the feeling of cringe is what she called it. Just just get over. She said, care less and share more. And I really resonated with this because again, with this podcast with Posen, I just over and Libby knows, oh, you guys know, I overthink so much. And that is one thing I am slowly trying to get over. And I think I've gotten better at just, just don't care. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to have their own opinion and perceive you in their own way. And I just liked that she said that in a professional presentation. Yeah. I just, it just felt more relatable in a sense. Yeah. And then another thing that she said that I really enjoyed was, or I really thought was valuable was there's no point in self-promotion if you're going to belittle yourself. Ooh, that's powerful. Yeah. Yes. That's powerful. That's powerful because, because everyone always makes these comments and they say, no big deal, no big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. Just leave the comment out. Why do you have to yeah. add that at the end? Just stop. 
I know I ramble. I talk and I have to take my own advice. Stop you know, being say, yourself. Yeah. I always like, say a question and then I like keep talking because I'm like, did she hear that? Like, stop. Just stop talking. <laughs> and then last one, sell your benefits, offer help. Ooh. So this is a one way to kind of balance the feeling of being arrogant when you're self-promoting. So, hey, this is what I achieved. This is what I can offer you. For example, hey, I just finished this water system validation. If you ever need any help with water system validations in the future, I would be happy to help. You know, feel free to reach out. I love that. Okay, I love that because I feel like sometimes in a work setting, you can maybe feel like you're being a know-it-all or you may think that somebody else is being a know-it-all to you. Mm -hmm. But I really like the way of instead of being like, I know how to do this, being like, I have experience in this, and if you would ever love help or want to discuss this, I'm a good resource for you. Let me know. Love Definitely. that. Yeah, it was it was an awesome talk, and that those were just the main points I wanted to talk about. But the whole talk was just awesome. Mm. I recommend go check out her page. I'm definitely gonna look through her Instagram after this. I haven't had time since the talk, but it was it was good, and I actually love that it was when we were recording this episode because a lot of LinkedIn is self promotion. Totally. So. Oh, I love that. I always feel so empowered after talks like that. I know. Well, I don't. That's the thing. So the fact that I did, I was like, okay. That's when you know it was good. If Lexi yeah, feels empowered exactly. after a talk. <laughs> yeah. Little little Lexi. Little Lexi can... Stop you I don't even yourself. know what she can do. Yeah. Stop you little <laughs> yourself. Yeah, right? Big Lexi. <laughs> Big, massive Lexi. <laughs> She's taking over the world. <laughs> One step at a time. I love it's that. shaking. <laughs> One shaking, Megan. Okay, we're taking this too far. <laughs> okay, amazing. I feel like this was my favorite series we've ever done, and I don't know how we're going to top it because I love talking about LinkedIn so much. I love talking about LinkedIn. I can't wait to go look at the LinkedIn Live schedule. I know. I want to definitely attend a LinkedIn Live. If you guys have ever attended a LinkedIn Live, let us know in your written review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear about the experience. And also, I want to know in your written reviews, if you like series like this, where we spend more than one episode discussing a topic, let us know if you're looking for more series. Like, what do you want to hear about? What really interests you that you'd love to hear us speak consistently about? I'd love to do more series. Maybe we'll have to do on like study tips or like. I would love, yeah. Oh, work travel. I feel like we could talk forever about work travel. There's so many aspects of it that we can just dive right into. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts before we close the episode? No, I think that was it. I think that was a splendid, splendid end to our LinkedIn series. But stay tuned. Maybe we have another aspect that we can talk about. Maybe LinkedIn has a new feature. So you guys, you never know about it later. We will surprise you. you. We will surprise you. Okay. Stay tuned bi-weekly on Mondays for new episodes and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of my best friends and engineer text your BFF a link to this episode and be sure to share it on your social media so we can continue building this community of women in STEM. If you like this episode, be sure to leave a rating and written review on your favorite podcast listening platform and follow us on Instagram at my best friends and engineer to keep up with all of our latest updates. 
If our listeners want to see more from you, Libby, where can they find you? You can find me at Libby Beyond the Label on Instagram and TikTok. If they want to see more from you, Lexi, where can they find you? You can find me at Engineer Lexi on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Lexi. And I'm Libby. And And thanks thanks for listening to to my my best best friends friends and engineer. engineer.